Well, hello, Swimming Out of the Boxers. On this episode, we get to talk to Shira Gorin. Shira is the CEO of Zygo, an in-water communication device. Zygo allows for coaches to talk to swimmers while they are swimming, but it also can stream your music from your phone to you while you swim. It's pretty cool. I don't know why I'm telling you about this in this intro when we did a whole podcast about Zygo. So without any further delay, let's get to it. We're recording. You should see it on a uh, little thing on your thing. We're recording, right? A thing on your thing. A thing so on your official. thing. Descriptive. Recording on thing your on screen. <laughs> FYI, this is probably going to stay in the podcast. That's how we work. <laughs> Great. Um, That's a good start. So, let's get started. Welcome, Shira Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Zygo. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself slash what Zygo is? Because I'd rather you describe it. <laughs> Sure. Zygo is the first underwater streaming headset for live communication and uh, audio. So streaming an audiobook or podcast or a playlist. And then also in the spirit of Peloton, we have an app of guided workouts or in kind of your coaching world, the direct one-way communication. So um, real-time feedback as well. So we, we've started playing around with Zygo about two months ago, probably, mm-hmm. I think, um, at, so the, at Swimbox. Right, and the pieces that we have, we have um, the headset that goes over the swimmer's head, not in their ears, which I Thank tried God. to put on that way. And I was like, Dominic, I know my head is big. This doesn't fit me. Something's wrong. Um, so <laughs> if you want to explain where it sits. How it works. And how it works. How yeah. It works. And then there's just a walkie-talkie. Sorry. So how does the headset yeah. work? Sure. So... First, just kind of on a a nod to where the name comes from, Zygo, Um, our headset uses bone conduction. So as you alluded to, it doesn't go in your ears. It sits right in front of your ears. And this bone in your face is called your zygomatic arch. So like models have, you know, when you have high cheekbones, it's their zygomatic arch. And so when we were researching bone conduction, we we took the word Zygo from zygomatic um, and... Yeah, I had the word go in it. We thought it was active and it was ownable. Yeah. Um, and so the headset, and then what you said, the radio um, or the walkie-talkie, our headset uses radio frequency um, because Bluetooth doesn't penetrate the water. We need radio frequency, mm-hmm. have a long enough wavelength to um, penetrate the water. And so that's where that handheld transmitter comes into play. And because you needed it anyways to stream from your phone, we also thought the utility of being able to coach in real time and talk, um, that that's how that walkie-talkie functionality came about. And then for everyone who can't see Shira, when she said zygomatic <laughs> arch, we did like a backwards blush application going from the <laughs> temple, just a little bit down to your mouth. You know, if you yeah. want to be real aggressive with your contour, but yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so I found Zygo interesting initially because I know the sort of coach communicator device has existed for a while, but it was always the Bluetooth or just had issues. Um, I think the only one I've used before, which was why I actually told Dominic, no, we, we don't need to try that. I'm <laughs> glad we did. Um, I had a fun and it was just no offense to anyone, but it was garbage. I it never worked. I couldn't find it, like anywhere to use it that actually would do anything. It was brilliant. Right. Yeah. It- and no offense taken to me at all. And also like all of this started from a, a place of 
we want we wanted to buy what we've made like we wanted those things to work like oh. the fitness underwater um you know for audio and for mm-hmm. um the communication um we wouldn't be doing this if it already existed it just to your point nothing existed and everyone that we spoke to said it was either cumbersome or it promised to do x y and z but in practice it wasn't seamless and easy and it got in the way more than it actually helped you know what you were doing so were you or someone you, like, how did everything start? Like, were you training for something? Did some, was someone training for something? Give us the story. Um, so my co-founder and I are both not swimmers previous to this. I played well, soccer in, in college. Yes. yes. Now now I'm a swimmer. I mean, I'm still kind of a kook, but I'm, we're swimmers. Um, but we were obsessed with boutique fitness and did everything besides for swimming. And we, we wanted to get in our first triathlon. And that's where this unfolded that we wanted just to take a, a class, like a Soul Cycle, Barry's Boot Camp, kind of a boutique fitness S class, and realize the only two options we had were aqua aerobics that, you know, my 97 year old grandma would do, or that like master's type swim that was an hour and a half lap session. Mm-hmm. And so our first business was called Swim Team, and it was a 45 minute boutique fitness class um, where we injected. We, you know, I'm, I live in LA and so we found actors that had swim backgrounds. So they were, they were charismatic and good looking, but also knew, you know, the, the technical side of swimming, right. but we needed to recreate that studio environment underwater. And so we're like, how do you get audio underwater? And so we tried underwater speakers, above water speakers, and long story short, ended up hacking this bone conducting headset from a small factory in China that we found. And it was very DIY. But it, uh-huh. but it worked. Um, and then we ran these classes, but really everyone was asking us about the hardware because we realized there was no way to stream audio underwater and we stream all day long. And with the rise of companies like Peloton, we're like, why is land-based fitness exploding? And there you have this connected hardware um, and it's easy for everyone to do, except swimming really hasn't come into this modern fitness era. And yet we know swimming is one of the best workouts you can do. So that was kind of the genesis. And then we pivoted away from the classes and just focused on the hardware about two and a half years ago. Okay. That's really cool. um, so that's a really good point, by the way, that I don't think people talk about that land-based sports have all these cool tools that keep coming out to keep everyone engaged and do something new, even though it's not new. And yeah, you're right. There's nothing for swimming. Yeah. I mean, so- once you add water to the mix of technology, things become very complicated very quickly. Uh, so I remember for myself thinking, I had a client actually, man, this is probably like three or four years ago. I had a client who tried to get me to record MP3s of workouts so that I could just talk him through the workout. Right. And I was like, wow, that's a really great idea. I should do that. I didn't. So I was like, they did it. They, they did something that I think can be very impactful if done correctly. I haven't swum with one of your workouts yet, um, yeah. but it's just, how does, how do, if someone w- went and got a Zygo today, they could buy or get the app from whatever app store, uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, or I'm assuming Google play. Um, yeah. And then what? after they get the app? Is it a subscription? Is it free workouts? How does that work? Yeah. um, It's 
the subscription base right now you can download it for free and just listen to it come the new year um we're just upgrading it but it'll be subscription based but we have about 100 plus workouts on it right now and it's everything from you know a 30 minute interval training set to uh you know like a ariana grande versus demi lovato music battle that incorporates like swim sets into it so most of our workouts admittedly are for more people like me who are maybe getting into swimming or just want to add swimming to their weekly fitness Rolodex, get in, be told fun music. And the way that we do workouts right now, it's mostly based on time. That way we can absolve the factor of pool length. So if you're sprinting for 30 seconds or you're told to go hard, whether you do two laps or four laps, doesn't really matter. Just it's based on time. Okay. The goal for the workouts um, as we keep building is to have even more of a variety of content. So it could be like, you know, like an Ironman series, or you could have different brands have series, or you can have um, swim sets that are more geared towards like traditional swimmers where the sets listed out, but then you have a coach kind of pacing you, telling you, reminding you of form checks. I mean, it's to your point, it's the same thing on land when a coach or you're watching or you're doing one of the video workouts and it says like, good job or keep going. It's like, they don't actually see you, but the mentality of like someone telling you to keep going um, mm-hmm. applies in, in the water too. Absolutely. No, definitely. More so because in, in swimming, people don't realize how much like sensory deprivation they're going through. It's right. Yeah. You don't think about it. Right. You only get contact when you're resting on the wall. That's what, with your, with the team. So you're supposed to be focused, supposed to be resting. Right. Like you're not really hanging out. That's why the client was asking me to like make an MP3 for him about like, you know, you can just talk me through it. So you can like, you know, every 30 or 40 seconds, you can just, you know, add a reminder to check this portion of my technique while I'm swimming. Right. And then, and then also to that point, like as coaches or as trainers, like you can be on the East coast. I could be you know, in Hawaii in the, like wherever I am in the world, listening to one of your workouts, doing one of your workouts. And so we also think like the reach then becomes for a lot of coaches or a lot of trainers or a lot of people who can develop these workouts. You can literally be anywhere in the world coaching someone. So if I'm training for a triathlon, but my triathlon coaches in New Zealand, then, you know, if they're developing and you press play on your app, then you can be wherever you are, um, doing, doing the workout. And, we're building in the ability to have metrics. So stroke count, distance, and kind of adding in that functionality because one, I think the gamification makes it way more fun. If it's like, you know, like, hey, Dominic, you just swam the length of the English channel or things like that, that get you kind of right. motivated. And then also being able to kind of share some metrics with with coaches. And so you can, you know, if you're getting better as well. Yeah, I mean, I, we have a couple of clients that have fallen in love with form goggles. Yeah, uh, because of that, that all that mm-hmm. data that you get to see in real time, they just love. In right. actually, some of them are like, I just love the fact that I have a clock in my eye. I don't have to ever like squint and, and not see what my time yeah. or my pace. I'm like, yeah, that's a great right. point. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of cool. Let me let me know if you need some uh, coaching help. <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy yeah, to help. yeah, who? So- yeah. Since you said that you and your co-founder weren't swimmers, who writes your workouts? So at the beginning, we were, I mean, if if you want on Google, like there's so many workouts out there Mm -hmm. um, just to look at. And so 
at the beginning, we were just adapting some workouts that were just in the public domain and then pairing it to music. And one of our coaches has, um, he's kind of a, he's a voiceover actor. So he was recording all of them nice. um, as we were scripting them. Since then, we've now found about three coaches who are developing their own workouts. So we'll do all the workouts to kind of vet them. Um, they pick their own playlist, but you know, one of them was a former, um, secret service agent and she's like an ultra triathlete. Um, and another one was a Finnish Olympian. And so he's more technical. And so we've vetted a lot of people to, um, find that sweet spot of someone who has incredible swimming knowledge, but also mm -hmm. making something audio and engaging it's not rocket science, but not everyone sounds, you know, fun yeah. and has that it kind of gets it in terms mm -hmm. of like, what would you want to hear when you're swimming? And so that's been a learning curve for us too, of finding the coaches that also have a personality that translates through audio. So do you have yeah. the coach who writes the workout be the, um, be their own narrator yeah. for, for lack of a better term? Yeah. Yeah. So they, oh, cool. they script, they scripted out and they recorded. And our whole thing was like very much like put your personality into it. Like during a set, like tell a story about when you were doing a set, when you swam in college or whatever it is, like keep building your personality and, and your brand, right. because we really think that that content, like when we go to work out, we love like not all instructors are created equal. Like you'll agenda set based on instructors that you like, and again, we think the same thing can be applied to, to swimming. Is that like, oh, like Coach Mel just released a new workout. I love her. I want to do her workouts because I always know it's like good cardio. It's fun music. Um, so we really encourage them to, um, you know, be themselves and, and make mistakes and, and be human about it. Yeah, I, I, I have an idea that I want to share with you, but I'll share it. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll keep it okay. private. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I purposefully didn't look too much into you um, because yeah. I wanted, I didn't really know anything besides the equipment. That's really cool because just like you said with Peloton, like I've only ever used one twice. Um, huh? One year, one year I'll trick him into getting me one. Nope. Um, <laughs> I use it enough. But I remember I like got on it. I had no idea what I was doing. And I put on this person um, to give giving the workout and I literally I picked it based off the workout not off the person so I didn't know what I was doing and yeah. then I started listening to this coach tell me what to do and I was like I hate you but I also <laughs> really really love you like what is this feeling yeah. it's true like yeah. it's really weird you almost just made me spit water all over the place she talked the whole time <laughs> I'm not used to that I'm a swimmer and I was just like what's she gonna say to me that I'm going to even think that I care about, like, I want to turn the knob. I want it to be harder. I want to make sure I'm getting a good workout. And I'm like, you don't even realize that like you're listening to them. It's getting in your head. You're still having all your own thoughts and doing all your own things. Getting a good workout in. But yeah. like, like, you're right. You're like, they, I, they tell shit from their own lives. And I'm like, it's oh, funny. Oh shit. No harder. Okay. Cool. What were you saying? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never thought about that for swimming. My, one of my favorite things about using Zygo with my clients is the first time that we sort of plugged it in, tried it out before even went in the water, had it on my head. I had, I think, I don't know who was talking to me, but it was just the low enough voice that they were using that it almost sounded like my internal thoughts. 
and it's like one of those things. It's like the weirdest thing if you do it just right. You almost like can yeah. accept somebody. <laughs> because then he says this, and I go to do it, and I'm like, "What?" Like yelling at the thing. He's like, "No, I can hear. No, it's got to be like lower frequency. You have to try." And I was like, "Oh, all right." But then, then he did it, and it is kind of uncomfortable. Like, you're, you're, like, oh, your, you're not hearing it through your ear, and so it's just coming through your head, and it's like, "Wait, did I just think yeah. that?" No, wait, that's not my voice. Fascinating. <laughs> that's not my inner voice. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But yeah. It's been very helpful, by the way. Um, just, yeah, just, no, and, and that's that's what's interesting about it. I think it just, and what we love, like the fact that, you know, we even connected and, and you're using it in real time is that um, the utility of it, like is just as important and it's, it's its own use case than even just an individual wanting to get a workout in on their own. Um, and so it's really, it's been interesting and fun to see kind of the, the different channels and the use cases for it. Yeah, as a business uh, i mean you to be i think to be a successful business you should have a very sharp focus on what you're doing and with something like zygo there's so many avenues and possibilities that must be very difficult to hone in on that one thing like we've got to do this well uh do you find that to be true is that or is it just yeah me? yeah no it's it's not just you and i think what's exciting about it to us is that there are so many applications and different sports that can even use it. Um, but I think it's also um, tempering that and not letting it also become your Achilles heel. Cause as a brand coming to market, you know, trying to be everything to everyone, you end up, you know, being nothing to no one in yeah, some, right. in some ways. And so um, the, like the coaching is very focused and the utility of it is a really focused channel. And then, Right now, we're just trying to focus on, you know, streaming as you're swimming. Um, and I think the next layer of that is really making our app really sticky. So people go to it for that. But, you know, where, where the analogy falls off from something like Peloton is like, you can't buy a Peloton and stream Netflix, right? Like, it's right. just for the workouts where I'm fine if someone buys our hardware because they just want to listen to a podcast as they swim or mm -hmm. a Spotify playlist that they love as they swim um, because right. that is so revolutionary in so many ways. Yeah, I think that it's very focused and I think that it's just such good technology that whoever gets their hands on it just takes it and almost just makes it their own focus. It's the same mm -hmm. step, I think. Sure. things under the same umbrella, but like the application of it, it can, I mean, I'm sure there are things we haven't thought of to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yep. I, one of the things that I think is a really nice just piece of it is you don't have to upload your music to it. Right. right? You can just stream to it. And that's so easy and convenient compared to a lot of the other sort of swim uh, audio devices. Where oh, like they're so clunky and like annoying, the time never commitment works. to figure it out before you can even start to use them. Like, yeah. Well, also, I, I would I would posit that like most people, especially younger generations, don't even know how to download an MP3 and load it onto something. Like yeah. we stream everything all day long. Like to us, it was like, why does that stop at the edge of a pool? Like you should be able mm -hmm. to continue your stream as you as you swim. And so MP3s are kind of just a relic of of the past in our eyes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I agree. It's it's weird. We um we've been using Apple Music now for like two months and it is odd because i'm i'm old i don't know how old you are sure but i'm definitely older than Melissa. and you know it was cds i had to collect all the cds right and then it was that okay. and it's like well i need to collect all the mp3s 
And now it's yeah. like, why did I collect all that stuff? <laughs> I don't need to ever right. do that again. Right. Or do I, or right. should I? You know, it's like, ah, this is weird. I don't know what to do. It's hard being old, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. um, do you just, so I know this, the setup we have is the uh, headset with the, you know, called the intercom system. Um, okay. uh, do you just sell the headset as an option for people? We sell an additional headset, but you okay. need the intercom transmitter, walkie-talkie okay. um, to use it anyways, because of it. Okay. basically what our technology is, is that your Bluetooth or whatever smart device you connect to it, um, or even with voice, it, it transfers that into a usable radio frequency to then send the signal to the headset. Okay. So... You need so you need, yeah, you need both sources. Like, you know, I don't know the future. So potentially there's in some uh, technology that, um, you know, you could have radio frequency from your phone at some point, maybe. But um, it's interesting because radio frequency is a very uh, antiquated technology and everything is Bluetooth focused. Mm -hmm. But we're like, we're using an old school technology for an innovative purpose. And so you're kind of dealing with this like old, archaic piece and then but it's this new use case and so um there are some limitations to it so, well i know bluetooth basically can penetrate maybe two to three inches of water and then after that it's done i think it's about the same for wi-fi do you know for like radio waves how like for, that, for ours that, it's it should be about um like two to three feet so wow. it's it's much more but it's interesting because radio frequency is also very finicky and what like the radio frequencies you guys have are different than what we have in LA or someone has in like an open field in Finland like someone in Finland said to us that they got like five feet of depth which maybe there's just no interference or the way that so it is really interesting because people can have different experiences in different areas which is both a good and a bad thing just from like a quality control standpoint or just kind yeah. of taking in everyone's um experience but yeah, a lot of radio frequency is just based on kind of where you where you are. So like indoor pool versus outdoor pool or like subterranean pool, all all different. I'm a nerd, so I find this very interesting. Fascinating. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be speaking. Like I forgot. So, so now I almost feel like now I got to figure out when are you going to come to like the East Coast? And, and, and I would love to like give you a swim lesson or something. I'm like, like I need one. I, I need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that yeah. out. Offline. Once uh <laughs> once this um COVID cloud lifts, um I'm there because I think my my stroke is a bit atrocious. So I need all the help I can get. We'll be happy to help. But <laughs> I mean, that's another good point. I mean, a lot of people, at least in our area, aren't able to go back to swimming with their team and and are able to swim by themselves. Mm -hmm. So right this could be a nice substitute for a team or at least an adjunct. And um, so you can have multiple headsets off of one uh, transmitter frequency, right? Correct. So yeah. for and instance, the swim team could use this technology for across the board and have one coach talking to multiple swimmers at the same time. Cool. Yeah, at the beginning, and we're still in our product roadmap, but we had about, we had a, a set called a Deco, which was 10 headsets with one transmitter for exactly that purpose of like a team being able to coach, you know, 
10, 15, 20 swimmers at, at one time. Um, for just kind of resource purposes, we put a pin in production on the deco. Um, but yeah, that's, we, um, we had done uh, a, like a trial and had like 30 swimmers in um, a pool out here in Culver City. Um, and it's really cool to just see a coach like not yelling, just calmly talking into, you know, and having all the swimmers do what was being was being told. It was like, you know, for, for us, again, not being swimmers, our first time at like a pool deck, we're like, it is so loud. Like, why is everyone screaming around here? Like, and like, no one can hear except the people on land, but they're not talking to people on land. They're talking to people in the water. And so that was like another huge kind of unintended consequence that the feedback we got from coaches was like, I used to be exhausted yeah. after a coaching session. Cause I was just yelling when I, and I was choosing what to yell. And then other stuff, it was like either, you know, tell them later or take notes on it or just not tell them. Whereas now it was like the continuous talking is like, I actually feel like I'm coaching all the time because it doesn't take a whole lot of energy for me to just talk to my swimmer. So that was interesting. Because then they're just having a conversation yeah. basically. Right. One of the, my right. learning curve, by the way, is to use a normal speaking voice. Yeah. I'm not used to it. I mean, yeah. like, I've worked for many years developing my coach's voice in that decibel level that comes with it. Yeah. Useless. Collecting MP3s, useless. <laughs> we did a clinic, our first clinic since February, um, a couple weeks ago. And I'm the back end. Like I do the behind the scenes stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm there, I'm taking pictures, I'm doing social media and like two minutes into it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to have to have you take those two lanes. I was like, I, what? And I'm trying to yell at them at one point. Yeah. And it was just like, I couldn't, I could not. And I'm like, I, I think I just got more high pitched. No, there's no <laughs> way. I like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Like it was a struggle. Like it was yeah. very strange, but they just couldn't fucking hear me. Yeah. Like, I'm screaming at you. I haven't really coached on deck during the pandemic. Sorry, I'm picking our dog up. She really wanted to oh my say God, cute. Um, <laughs> I haven't really coached during the pandemic on deck. And so doing this clinic, it was- with masks on, by the way. Right. It was abundantly oh, clear how difficult it is to give people information with mm -hmm. a mask and them being so far down the pool as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. it was, it's much different than a swim practice, right? Swim practices, you're not giving that much detailed information. And so when I'm trying to give information to people that are like 12 feet away with a mask right. on in a oh, pool, as you stated, is very loud. It was not easy and yeah. exhausting. So yet another use for Zygo. Yeah. And it was interesting because we did um, a couple demos just looking at like ancillary um use cases and there's stand-up paddleboard yoga in the marina by me and um sailing groups and rowing groups and when we observed their behavior it was the same thing like coaches using megaphones or hand signals or whistles um and so we put some of the headsets on some of their athletes and it was like holy crap like total game changer for them because like for sailing it was like i don't have to wait for them to come all the way back or like they have so much wind they couldn't they couldn't hear and so it was like real-time feedback you saw these kids tacking back and forth like just listening to the coaches and then stand up paddleboard yoga the same thing it's like yoga is supposed to be zen 
but like the, the instructor's yelling at you just to get over okay. the wind barrier. And so you're like, can't hear. It's like, you're not feeling calm at all. Um, and then once we put the headsets on again, it was able to just kind of focus on the actual movement and it takes that kind of like stress factor out of it. Yeah, uh, makes sense. I gotta back the um, submarine up a second. Did you say, I mean, I know what you said. Stand up paddleboard yoga. It's really growing. I don't care if I've seen it. I don't remember right now that I've seen it. <laughs> we live on the East Coast and I can't yes. imagine if I was driving around somewhere and in the water, I saw that because I don't think yep. I can do paddleboard, let alone do yoga on it. Paddleboard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's just, you know, LA, the land of stand-up paddleboard yoga, just everywhere you go, just people on water. Uh, <laughs> you actually just made me think like, oh yeah, when we go do our open water clinics, um, He's on a stand-up paddleboard. Stand paddleboard. And it is so difficult to be, you know, six feet up and a swimmer in the water and actually give them meaningful uh, information. It's so yeah. difficult. You don't, like, as a coach, I don't even want to talk because it's like, it's wasting my breath at this point. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, if, if and when we ever get to go back to our open water clinics, so we typically do like an open water training trip um, oh, cool. Mm -hmm, we, this would be a great use for yeah. it. So, great use for Zygo. So Where do you usually go? Oh, we go to Hope Town um, in the Bahamas. It's like right great. outside of Abaco, uh, right off Marsh Harbor. Yeah. So, I started coaching there for my coaching career. Um, it was the first job I, I ever had as a coach. It was like right out of college. I lived there for two years. And then, like a decade later, I got to go back to do these uh, training trips. So it's a very special place to me. I still know a ton of people that live there. Feel very connected to wow. it, uh, and they're just so open and welcoming, and it's just an awesome experience. So it's like we get to swim in the open water in the morning, in the afternoon we go to the pool on the island, and we swim outdoors in the pool right next to the Atlantic Ocean. It's really beautiful, uh, and then by the end of the week, everyone always wants to just do double open waters. Except you know? me, <laughs> but I don't matter. You well, know, let, know, let me know when you, you should let me know because that feels like um, a really important business trip that I have to take. Um, I so I agree. It's definitely important. <laughs> I'll write some stuff up for you to present yeah. to your co-founder. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see yeah. the next time we get to go because unfortunately for them, they got slammed by the hurricane. Uh, oh. What hurricane was that? Dorian. Hurricane Dorian, which devastated the island. And then that, what, winter COVID hit. The, the yeah. hotel that we go to is back open though. Um, okay. They're, they're working on getting back open. I know that like everything's like back up and going. Um, yeah. And, um, like they Hopefully soon. To, yeah. Do some more on their social media recently. So that's good. That's the Hopetown Inn in Marina. I don't know who I'm plugging that for, but we love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm curious, just because of all of the, I would assume, um, pathetic attempts to do what you've done very well. Um, do you guys have patents or is it like how you, I would assume you definitely have some protection there. I'm just curious, really. Yeah, no. And, um, I, my previous life, I was a lawyer, so, um, Perfectly suited for this then. By the yeah, way, you although, like you're 23, so I don't you really, really do. know. I, I'm a savant. That. I'm actually a savant. Yeah. That's um, what it was. I knew it. <laughs> um, no, actually it's interesting because I think being a lawyer works against me because I'm too used to asking for permission than forgiveness. And a lot yeah. of times as an entrepreneur, you have to kind of break yep. things before you can. Um, but so yes, to answer your question, 
we have a trademark, we have a utility patent on the antenna technology, and then we have a design patent on the look and feel of it. Um, and so we think it's, it's protectable. Um, I think the bigger moat is uh, the brand that we're trying to build. And again, that's kind of built in with the relationships that we're building, the people using it, uh, people being loyal to us. And then also we, in terms of like the swim world, you know, I think Speedo was the most recent brand and it was like of 1914. Like there isn't that like Lululemon of swimming where it's like, you know, it's a, it's a cool, it has that X factor. It's kind of a lifestyle feel. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to be um, a swim cool brand. Nike. If you want a cool swim brand, Nike. Nike. Speedo yeah. Always, I love Speedo. Don't get me wrong. Um, Speedo has always been, and I used to work at a swim boutique. So I have some iota of old knowledge, but it used yeah. to be accurate. Um, they were always like mm, 18 to 20 months behind the trend. Like, but then they would have to, like, yeah, but like they've been developing it, you know, they're going to put that shit out there. And so you're like, right. oh, you're just a little, little too late. Nike has been, at least in terms of, I mean, if we're going to call something like cool. Um, yeah. Uh, the one you want to wear. I was going to say JoLynn, it would, in my mind, oh, yeah. to be like the Lululemon of swimming, but that's only for, there's, they don't make male suits, yeah, which I don't want them to. It's a brand that they want to be associated with. Nothing against JoLynn, but like JoLynn right. does trunk shows and likes to do right. all their different pop-ups. Like it's right. not, yeah. like, but with, I mean, Nike's a, Nike's the cooler, definitely yeah. the cooler brand. I agree with that. Not yeah. here. Well, Terry's making rumors. Jeremy moves in the triathlon community in a in a, a great spin because they weren't cool. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, we, that makes I, that makes sense. Yeah, I used to coach in Manhattan, and we had a tier rep who would swim on the masters team, and we were sponsored by Speedo, and she kept trying to get us to switch over. They never had anything good to offer. And so right. like, because they continued the to never have anything good to offer, teams were just like, we're going to continue to go with Speedo. And then somehow Arena has started to make their hold here um, a little bit more probably. I love Arena. I, I think love Arena. Arena's they're a great, great brand. Um, but they're just so tiny. They're Because they're Adidas. And Adidas swim failed hardcore. So when Arena yeah. came back um, from Europe. Yeah, Europe. From Europe. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were, they, they were really good in quality, but then I, I think that was around when I left. Yeah. So I, I barely got to be in the foothold of that. But they, actually, their technology and their tech suits was, um, because they came out with carbon fiber tech suits, mm -hmm. uh, and no one else came out with those. And they were somehow very durable at the same time as being just staffed as the Speedo suits that you swim in like eight times, which when you... Uh, when you own, when you have a child who is <laughs> competitively swimming at dropping like $700 on a suit, like four That's times. a lot. Yeah. It's, it's I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize it had such limited wear. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and my knowledge is old. Um, what was the one? There's wear and tear just putting it on. Yeah. Putting it on. Yes. Um, so the store I worked at, um, they were always very, very kind to let everyone put those suits on. Um, and I mean, some of them got ripped, um, but Jeez. yeah, um, Sport Fair, it's in Arlington, Virginia, for anyone who lives in Northern Virginia. But um, yeah, the suits, like the older I got, the less durable they became. And so it, it 
the last I got a lot of knowledge and behind the scenes in their technology was, I mean, this was like seven or eight years ago, um, but the most developed tech suit would basically last like a champ's meet because you have prelims in the morning, you have finals at night, you have three to five days of racing. That wow. suit lasts for like eight uses. Right, like, eight uses, not eight swim meets. Like, right, you can that's take wild. care of it, but like it'll disintegrate on your body. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got that it. That was a nice long tangent. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I think let's let's wrap this up. Uh, we normally try to keep the podcast to about 30 minutes. Um, what a bummer. It flew really by. Timer going. What was that? I said it flew by. It does. I know. It I really does. I don't actually know how long we've been talking. We've been talking for about 40, <laughs> I think. Something like that. I don't really know. Um, but we can always have Shira back on if we want. Oh, I think and we probably totally will. Um, if so, anyone can't tell, I'm super into Shira. Shira's fun. In the Bahamas. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> in the Bahamas, 2022. We'll put it there. That way, I think we have good. Sure. Yeah. It's February pretty soon. Yeah. I don't know if we're yeah. ready for February yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, how can people find Zygo, all the social things. media, websites? Give them all the information. Yeah. So we sell direct to consumer on our website. Um, it's shopzygo.com. Um, our Instagram handle is at zygogram. Um, we're pretty active on it. And um, yeah, our, our direct emails, I mean, my email is shira at zygoco.com. And we're always happy to talk to people directly. A lot of, a lot of white glove servicing from, from the co-founders every, hey, you, uh, you know. People will email you, just so you know. Z-Y-G-O, right? Two Gs. Z-Y-G-O-C-O.com. Oh, I can't read that case. I am so sorry definitely one no that's fine that's fine that's good feedback thank you for that yeah that that's those are the best those are the best ways and again always open to feedback comments questions just the chat okay. great what? so when we're going to end this podcast don't hang up okay i want to talk to I'm you here. afterwards all right. Yeah. For everyone else, though, you know where to find and us. Let's go away. We're done. <laughs> Google the swim box. Swim underscore box on Instagram. Obviously, the podcast is swim out of the box. Theswimbox.com. YouTube. Swim Figure box. it out. You guys got it. I have faith in you. <laughs> Bye.